everyone it's episode 27 of the original geek show and i am of course your host nick the renaissance man helms and thank you so much for tuning in to another exciting episode of the show here on the nh media podcast network if you not already go ahead and hit that subscribe button subscribe on subscribe to us on any of your favorite podcast platforms like spotify apple music or uh, anything like that and uh, give us all the other podcasts that we put out on the network a listen. We got, of course, uh, Cryptozoomology, which is the most popular podcast on our network, uh, where Kyle, Lorna, and Drew go into cryptids and myths and uh, urban legends, all that good stuff, and explore those and talk more about them. This past episode, they talked about Jack the Ripper, uh, so check that out. Um and then we have Common Sense. It is a bi-weekly podcast uh, hosted by Nathan and Drew, again. And uh, na- uh, they go into uh, the Toku series, um, like uh, Super Sentai and Mass Rider and stuff like that. Um, Godzilla, um, other things in that type of nature. Um, and this past week, they, this week, actually, they talked, this past episode, they talked about, uh, Kamen Rider, how it's becoming more popular in the U.S., and let's see, and then we, of course, have the D&D podcast, Misfortune, uh, which is a monthly podcast where they play a group of them, people, um, which includes Kyle, Lorna, Drew, Nathan, Truett, which is uh, Drew's wife, uh, then uh, David Stone, and then, oh man, I am blanking on the other girl's name, but don't hold that against me. Uh, there's a lot of people to keep up with, um, and they are on the the show playing D&D, and Kyle's the Dungeon Master, and they all have characters, and they have just a fun time, so if you like D&D, check out that podcast, and then we have some other things coming down the pipeline, um, of course, our first uh, original audio drama is coming out um, this year, uh, The Ripoffs, which is set in the original Geek Superverse, and... That is written by me, and it's going to include several people. Um, got most of all those roles taken care of. Maybe some small roles, so if you want to help out with that, you can still let us know. And then after that, we'll be doing some other audio dramas. Um, and then we have some other podcasts that are coming soon from the network. I'm not for sure what all, you know, you know, people are allowed to pitch me stuff. So if you have ideas and want to pitch me a show idea to put on the network, then you can do that. You can email me the nhmediagroup at gmail.com. Um, and we're, we have a website, the nhmediagroup.com. And we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash the nhmediagroup and Instagram at the nhmediagroup. 
or you can and so you can hit us up on on any of those social pages and if you want to pitch a show you can or if you want to pitch something else entertainment wise we can help you get that done and put that all out so people can see it and have fun while doing it so because that's what the goal is here at NH Media is to have fun while putting out content. So, uh, yeah, so check out all those other podcasts and uh, be prepared for the new stuff that we got coming this year. Um, but let's get to the show, shall we? Before we get started on the entirety of the show, uh, we did lose somebody this past week um, since the last show. Um, we lost the great comedian Gilbert Gottfried, and uh, he was... Um, done many roles throughout his lifetime and a lot of comedy stuff and uh you know he was the the duck on the Aflac commercials that said Aflac you know uh, you know his voice um Iago from uh, Aladdin and uh so you I mean you reckon he has an easy recognizable voice and so yes he he passed away this past week and so rest in peace to him and shout out to his family and friends may they find peace and comfort in this harsh time that they're going through um so the, the 2022 is taking out some legends so just hold on to those legends that you love so dearly because uh 2022 looks like it's gonna take out some big ones and some well-known people um so yeah let's get into the good stuff though let's not talk down and bring the show down anymore okay let's get on because that's what gilbert would want us to do guys gilbert would want us to have fun and uh have a good laugh and that all that good stuff so let's move on to see what we got here first up um if you are a fan of the show young justice the animated series from dc comics it has returned uh right now we're in season four which is titled young justice phantoms and um, they have returned for the second part of season four um, on HBO Max. It just returned like last week. Yeah, I think so. Um, and let's see. So you can catch that now and get caught up if you haven't already. You can watch the first three seasons as well on HBO Max. And it's a great animated series. Um, the one thing that, you know, Marvel has really great Marvel movies. Uh, we can all say that they're pretty much winning at live action. However, when it comes to animated shows and series and stuff, movies, DC wins, hands down. And anyone that has seen any of their animated stuff will tell you that, will back me up. So uh, check out Young Justice. Uh, it was really, really great. Um, really, It's a really great show. And, um, yeah, so I really like it, and so I'm glad that it returned uh, last week whenever it came back. It uh, included three episodes at the very beginning, and then this, and then more episodes are coming out each Thursday, dropping an episode until the season ends, which will be 13 episodes total. So, And we just got the fourth one in the second half this Thursday, so we still got nine more, nine more weeks. So a little over two months until Young Justice Season 4 ends. It has not been renewed for Season 5. Uh, hopefully, if enough people watch it on HBO Max, go and binge all the Young Justice so they can see some numbers. And, um, yeah, so they'll get that renewed because I really want them to get it renewed. Um, but if it doesn't get renewed, we are still getting more Young Justice in a sense because they did just announce uh, starting on in July 
that a new comic book is coming out called Young Justice Targets. This is a six-issue limited series uh, comics, uh, a limited series comic, uh, six issues. It is written by Greg Weisman, who is the executive producer of Young Justice. And so that is going to follow Young Justice Phantoms. So in it's a it, it continues the story we've had a young justice comics before but they kind of told a story in between seasons and stuff like that uh, this will follow and which it does technically if there's a season five this is in between seasons um this will follow um right after young justice phantoms and it debuts on july 14th that is going to be digital only on july 14th which you can get on dc infinite i think is their digital platform that's called um dc infinite you can read that on july 14th or if you like print as much as i do then you can wait until july the 26th is when the first issue will hit july the 26th for young justice target six issue limited series coming soon from DC Comics. Speaking of DC Comics, maybe you'd like to listen to something DC related. Well, guess what? Um, for a long time, that DC and Spotify have talked about a partnership that they have together, and when the f- that they're going to be putting out narrative podcast or audio dramas or whatever you want to call them. Um, and they were going to be putting those out. And at first, they were going to start with one called Batman Unburied. That has been a news for like a long, long time, it seems like. Definitely over a year that I heard about it. And now we're finally getting a release date for Batman Unburied. It's going to be coming out May the 3rd. I'm not for sure if they're going to drop all those at once or if they're going to drop every so often a week. Um, Because, I mean, I've seen audio dramas do both different things. So drop them all at once to binge them or drop one every week so i'm not really for sure and i I read an article or two on the show it didn't say it just says it's coming out may 3rd it didn't say if episodes are going to release weekly or not so i'm really not for certain if that's going to happen so um but we'll find out either way i'm okay with it uh this will be written by david s goyer and it stars winston duke who is mbaku uh in black panther and he will be doing the voice of Bruce Wayne, Batman. So that's pretty cool. Um, so excited about that. So if you're interested in that, like Narrative Podcast, then May 3rd you can listen to Batman Unburied, specifically only on Spotify. And then uh, and, and if you're like, oh, these are cool. I've never heard a audio drama or a narrative podcast before. Well, guess what? We're going to... As I already stated earlier, I got some coming your way too. So, uh, let's see. Let's get into some Marvel. Let's leave some DC behind and get into some Marvel. So, we've, you know, we've talked about shows and comics and podcasts and stuff. Now let's get into something different. How about amusement park rides? That's right. Um, if you're on a fan of amusement park rides or a fan of Disney World in general, then you're pretty excited about the trailer that just uh, dropped uh, last week for the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, Um, the new roller coaster that's going to be at Epcot. Um, This has been a long time coming, Um, and they they finally dropped a trailer for that. 
Now, the thing about Cosmic Rewind is that the not only are we finally getting something Marvel at Disney World. Um, the, now, here, here, let, all right, let's talk this real quick. Let's talk this. Um, at, the thing is, is that, all right, so at Disneyland, they have uh, several Marvel rides. The, um, the Tower of Terror got changed to a Mission Breakout or something like that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy themed. And then they come up with, like, there's a Spider-Man ride, and then they have Marvel characters there and stuff like that. All right, so the reason why they can do that, and they don't have that at Disney World, um, is because of the contracts that were put in place a long time ago. And anything east of the Mississippi, when it involves Marvel characters, can't be put into the theme parks. Uh, it was uh, Universal Studios owned those contracts, um, this is long before the MCU became a thing, and Marvel was really big by everybody. That everybody loves Marvel now, um, you know. But we we're original geeks here. People who listen to this podcast and myself. That's why it's called the Original Geek Show because we were geeks before the MCU and before it was cool, and before everyone else became a geek, we were. We were. Um, anyways, so only Universal Studios in Florida. They got you know a Hulk roller coaster and some other. Um, they got a Spider-Man ride too, I believe. And then some other Marvel, and then of course Marvel characters and other Marvel type deals. Um, and but so this contract, um, you know, of course Disney owns Marvel now, and of course they want to, they have Disney World, and the, you know they can't get the stuff in the parks. Well, th- apparently the contracts, as if Universe, basically it's basically like a stalled once they bought the stuff. And, like, so then Universal can't, like, make new Marvel stuff. So, basically, like, the contract, like, didn't get where it could get more stuff, basically, now. Um, like, it's not, like, a the contract is no longer going. Anything else than that. But, however, what it is is at the right, it's kind of hard to explain. But, basically, at Disney World, they can't have anything that Universal has at their park. And they also can't have anything associated with, um, like, in the same group. So, like, they have the Hulk. The Hulk is Avenger. They can't have any of the other event. They can't have any Avengers there. So they can't have Iron Man or Captain America walk around Disney World or a, a Captain America ride or something like that or Spider-Man. Or, and since they have Spider-Man, they can't have anything Spider-Man related, you know. And uh, they can't have Venom uh, ride or something like this or dr octopus ride or something i don't know like you know they can't have any of those characters in the thing but if they don't have in though but if it's not related to them or not those characters they can have these other characters at or insta rides and stuff at disney world this is why that disney world is able to get the gardens of galaxy roller coaster is because at epcot is because guardians of the galaxy are not Avengers, if this makes sense, it's 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 a whole legal thing, and I'm trying to explain the best way I could explain it to someone that wouldn't understand a contract. Uh, hopefully, that's the best way to explain it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Cosmic uh, Rerun Rewind is coming. Um, they're gonna have all the characters' voices that are from the movie. It was uh, the little the ride's basically directed by James Gunn. I mean, because they filmed the parts for the thing on set of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, the ride is going to be opened up May the 27th. 
Uh, so May, May the 27th, which is just next month, a little over a month. Um, I'll actually be in Disney World in the middle of June. And uh, so that will um, mean that I get to ride Cosmic Rewind. And so when I come back from my honeymoon, I will be able to uh, tell you guys what I thought about the ride. So let's see. Let's move on, though. Let's get into something that's not not um, comic-related, I guess, superhero-related. And that is um, the Unreal Engine 5 was just unveiled this past week in a, uh, a showcase where they showed off the new Unreal en- Engine uh, Unreal Engine 5. And with that, we got an announcement for a new game uh, of a series I really like. It's Tomb Raider. And we got an announcement for a new Tomb Raider game. It's going to be coming made by Crystal Dyn- Dynamics and Square Enix. And that new Tomb Raider game is being built from the ground up with Unreal Engine 5. And so that is pretty awesome stuff. We don't have any type of uh, else details about the game. We don't know when it's going to come out. We don't know who, uh, what systems it's going to be on. We don't know pretty much anything else about the game. All we know is that it's being made with Unreal Engine 5 and being made by uh, Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix. So, um, yeah, that's all. That's all that we know, and when we get more details of that, of course, you know, guys, I will tell you, um, but that's all that I got right now. Um, but I do have a little bit more information on something else. Um, the, another video game that was just, we just saw a trailer for. Surprise trailer, by the way. So this year marks the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts, uh, which is one of my favorite. It's definitely my top five of game series. Um, I loved Kingdom Hearts when I was a kid and uh, played through those games. Uh, and then, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 just came out like last year, year before that, year before that, I think. And was, it took, I think, like 13 years or something to make that game. Uh, but, anyways, so the, some, they were celebrating the 20th anniversary and they were having this event. Well, at this event, they announced, surprise, they showed a trailer. For Kingdom Hearts 4. Um, on Kingdom Hearts 4, it is the start of the Lost Master arc. Um, the other, I think it was nine, nine games, I think, Kingdom Hearts games, between the mainline games, 1, 2, and 3, and then like the uh, spinoff games and stuff like mobile game or not mobile, handheld games and stuff. Uh, I think nine of those. That was called the Dark Seeker Saga. And so we thought Kingdom Hearts was over after 3, um, but apparently... It's not. We're getting another arc called the Lost Master arc. And it's going to begin with Kingdom Hearts 4, which we got to see a trailer for. We got to see Sora in the uh, New World. Um, and that's called uh, Quanta, Quantum something. Um, qu- qu- quadtum? Quadatum? Quadatum. Quadatum, I think is what it's called. Quadatum. Anyway, it's like a. It looks really real world uh, to it, look to that. Uh, Sora wakes up in this apartment, and uh, he he looks very realistic. His shoes are just normal size. They're not clown shoes, which Kyle was really upset over. <laughs> um, and uh, so it, and then it looks like this is it's, it's a big city, um, lots of people on the street and everything. And then like a big giant like Heartless comes, and you know Sora goes to go fight, and he uses like the Keyblade as a grappling hook at one time and stuff. And so, apparently, this is going to be the world where we start out, and then, you know, we will go on to other worlds. Um, then at the 
after the reveal that that you know that's going to be coming that's going to be a long way away i'm sure uh probably like 2024 at, at the earliest i'm gonna say 2024 maybe 2025 even uh for kingdom hearts 4 and we got to see donald and goofy and they're looking for someone um and there's a lot of uh dead references like the dead um lost master could be someone that has died um it looks like Sora and uh, not so. Donald and Goofy were looking someone that, for someone that could have been in the underworld. We might have seen Hades in the trailer that we just don't know. It was someone talking to them. Um, it could be Hades. Uh, it's, uh, we'll see uh, how that goes. Um, but yeah, so I feel like there's going to be a lot of things about death in this um, trilogy, or if there's a trilogy, or this new arc, and it's going to be a play into a lot of those themes of the undead, uh, and stuff like that, um, so that's gonna be exciting, more Kingdom Hearts for me, though, but you know what's not exciting, I'll tell you what's not exciting, what's not exciting is that Lock and Key, which is, of course, if you listen to the show, a Netflix series, um, which is also a comic book series that I just fell in love with not too long ago, um, last year, uh, late last year, decided to get, read the first volume, because I've always had, I had it for a while, and never read it. I, I loved it. And then they had the first two seasons on Netflix, show on Netflix. I watched them, loved them, talked about them on the show. Uh, then my wife got me the compendium for Christmas. I read through all that. I loved every bit of it. Just amazing book series, comic book series, uh, and just really enjoyed Lock and Key. Well, they just announced the other day that um, Lock and Key Season 3 is coming soon. Don't have a release date for that yet or a trailer or anything like that. But do know that Lock and Key will be ending after Season 3. Um, Netflix isn't canceling it, though. Um, apparently, this is what they were always going to do. Um, so they were always going to end it after three seasons, which is kind of disappointing in a way. But, I mean, I guess if you go out in your own terms and if that's the story you come up with, then that's the story you come up with. And um, it's very different their story is very different than the sh the comics so maybe they just then feel like they needed too many years to tell the story of the Locke family and that that's okay it is kind of sad because it's a really great show if you haven't watched it Lock and Key I definitely highly recommend it on Netflix and also really highly recommend the comic series so good really both both great um let's see um, do you like streaming stuff, though? Um, do you like streaming movies and stuff? Because um, guess what? You can stream a really popular movie that just recently is still actually in theaters. I was going to say, and it is theater, just recently came to theaters. Um, and that's The Batman, uh, which we talked about on the show a couple episodes ago, I believe. We talked about The Batman um, and the, the, with Robert Pattinson. And it uh, is coming to HBO Max. And today is April the 15th, 2022, and which is Friday. And I was, which, by the way, it took me this long to record the episode because I was trying to put some time in uh, between there to get a lot, most of the news and stuff down. Uh, because next week's episode, I'm going to try to make it less news in a sense. But uh, we'll talk about it in an episode. Um but the Batman is coming to HBO Max April the 18th. That is in just three days. 18th, which is Monday. Monday, right? Yeah, Monday. 15th, 16th, 17th. Making sure my math is right. So next Monday, 
you can want, uh, depending on when you listen to this, you may be already able to watch the Batman on HBO Max. But if not, you're only going to have to wait a few days. Um, Because like I said, today's Friday, April 15th, as of recording and the day that this episode comes out. So that that's pretty exciting. Um, I really enjoyed the Batman, um, and I really thought it was really great. And I talked about it on the previous episode, so I'm not gonna get into that now and talk about it. Um, but yeah, so ch- check it out, the Batman on HBO Max if you haven't already. Um, let's see here. A trailer come out uh, recently. Um, we got a few trailers here. Let's talk about that real quick. We got a trailer for uh, a movie called Frank and Penelope. Um, it's a, a drifter and an exotic dancer fall for each other and decide to head west and have no destination in mind. On their journey, they actually encounter a dangerous cult, le- cult leader and find themselves in a battle of life and love. Uh, this is, director is uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, um, and it stars Kaylee Cohen, and let's see, uh, Kevin Dillon is in the movie, and let's see, uh, I don't remember who else uh, is in the movie, but um, let's see, that, that trailer just came out, um, I believe it's coming to theaters on June the 3rd, and uh it looks all right. It uh, looks like it's like a romantic crime thriller movie, and so that it seems like it's gonna be a pretty, a pretty cool uh, movie. It'll probably be like a seven if I had to guess just from the, of it. And so, um, but yeah, good cast. Uh, Billy Budenick is um, Frank. It's Frank, Frank of Frank and Penelope fame. So, uh, check that out. And you can find that on uh, YouTube, of course. Um, another trailer that came out was a movie called uh, Senior Year, coming to Netflix um, on May the 13th. It, it's a, a high school cheerleader falls into a coma before her prom, and then 20 years later she awakens and wants to return to high school to reclaim her status and become prom queen. This stars Rebel Wilson. And uh, Rebel be looking good. Rebel's looking real good. I mean, she's lost a lot of weight, it seems, uh, watching this trailer. So she she looks really she looks really good. And this uh, actually looks like a real funny movie. Um, uh, of course, this type of thing where where this type of situation it has happened and little but played out a little bit different um, um, in different movies that we've seen before, like 13 going on 30 or whatever, the, where Jennifer Garner, um, 13 year old and wake up and she's 30 or whatever. And then basically a 13 year old and 30 year old's body body. So this, this one is kind of in a similar sense, but she literally goes to a coma at the age of 17 and wakes up in the thir- body of a 37 year old, but she actually is 37. But I mean, Mentally, I guess she really hasn't passed 17 because she was in a coma. So um, it's a little bit different in a sense, but it, it kind of plays in that same type of trope. Um, but it looks really funny, and I really like Rebel Wilson. So I'm really excited to watch that. Um, but uh, the, probably the most exciting trailer, though, had to be for Stranger Things Season 4 coming to Netflix, of course. 
um, the upcoming it's the upcoming fourth season uh, and it's going to be starting May the 27th it's split into two parts I think you're going to be able to get five episodes on May the 27th and then the last four episodes of the season come out July the 1st yes July the 1st okay um, so the trailer just come out looks like we're going to see how Eleven got her powers um, it, it looks really fun zany um, really in the 80s the kids are older um, we see something from the upside down that looks like a like a hybrid of human and um, you know the bad the bad things in the uh, I don't know what they're really called um, in the upside down so it it looks like it's gonna be a fun ride um, stranger things is a really great uh, science fiction horror drama series if you haven't ever watched it um, and it's really it's really cool um, and so check out the trailer it looked awesome really excited uh, about stranger things season four um, we could see hopper apparently has survived uh, david harbour um, he's survived in and look, looks to be like russia prison or something like that um, so yeah um, let's see, I'm trying to just get some um, new stuff for that. Um, but it seems like everybody's going to be coming back for that. And, uh, and we may be getting some flashbacks, as I said, to how Eleven got her powers. Um, but yeah, it, it looks like a fun time, so check that out. Uh, a couple more things here. They just announced a, another... Let's go, we're a little, we got another comic book thing. Uh, Miss Marvel uh, and Wolverine... A new comic book series coming in July. That is a really exciting new comic book series that's been announced that is going to be coming in July. That's right now. That's look, that's looking at my July pick of some new something new to look into. Um, some I'm sure when July rolls around, you're going to be hear me talking about it. Uh, Miss Marvel and Wolverine. It's going to team Miss Marvel with a team of people, not included just Wolverine, but it says it said it was Miss Marvel book, but on the top on the uh, new Miss Marvel book, but the title on the cover is miss marvel and wolverine but i think that's just the first one um because they said that like one issue she's going to team with wolverine another issue she's going to team with moon knight another issue she's going to team with venom and then more so um i'm not for sure maybe i saw three different covers but i think those were like variant covers so i'm not for sure on that i don't think miss marvel and wolverine is the actual name of the title title of the book um but i do know that the title of a new peacock series coming out is called ted uh because they're doing a tv series based on the movie ted from um, seth mcfarlane uh about you know the stuffed uh animal toy teddy bear that comes to life um very crude teddy bear and uh, which starred uh, both movies. There was two, Ted One and Ted Two, starred Mark Wahlberg. Um, this movie, this show is going to be uh, for Peacock. Um, it is set in 1993, so it's a prequel to the Ted movies. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is not going to be a part of that. Um, and this is supposed to be like an origin story for Ted. Um, so I, I really like the Ted movies. So I'm pretty excited. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, how everyone else or what the if they were real was well received or not um because i really just watched 
until I started doing this podcast really and started paying attention to like review scores a lot and like looking at Rotten Tomato and stuff and reading reviews and a lot more. I really didn't pay too much attention to how things were received. I kind of just watched stuff of my own. Um, but that's just me. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next segment. We're done with news now. So let's move on. So if you're a fan of the show and you've been listening to episodes, you know that I've been going on what is called the Ultimate Marvel Adventure. There is 704 issues in the Ultimate Marvel Comics universe. The six, not the this not the 616 that's the normal one the 1616 I don't remember offhand what anyways it's not the regular marvel universe there's 700 there was seven this was done in 2000 to 2012 i think is when ultimate marvel comics maybe 2015 216 i don't know anymore <laughs> anyways uh 704 issues i'm trying to read them all within a year or so, um, and just, I'm trying to read at least a dozen a week, this week I did not read a dozen, <laughs> did not, it's been a, it's been a, uh, a time, uh, at home, and busy, um, gearing, uh, end of training class that I've been tr- teaching, and then also this, it's getting, uh, near the end of finals for my own schooling, because I'm in college, so it's been a, it's been a crazy time. So, um, I only read five issues, and, uh, as you know, if you've been listening, I've been reading these Ultimate Comics, uh, issues in, um, in timeline order of when they uh, happen in the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Um, and so, I read now the Ultimates, the Ultimates number one through issue number five, um, and this was a series that started back in 2002. Uh, it was a limited series written by Mark Millar with art by Brian Hitch. So you know that the writing was great and the art was amazing. Um, and so this series introduced the uh, the Ultimates, which is the Ultimate Marvel incarnation of the Avengers, basically. Um, it only ran 13 issues. Like I said, I wrote the top five. I wrote the first five. Um, in this first five issues, General Nick Fury of the International Peacekeeping Agency, S.H.I.E.L.D., establishes a strike force of government-sponsored superheroes when the President of the United States approves a new defense budget to combat the growing risk of the U.S. being uh, attacked by supervillains. Um, difference in Nick Fury here is this is where uh, Nick Fury is black instead of white and you know doesn't have hair, and this is the inspiration that the MCU got. Um, for their Nick Fury, which ended up being Samuel Jackson. And what's funny is, in, like, the third issue, they went on this thing, this, like, there was this conversation where they all had, third or fourth issue, where they had these of conversation of who could play them in movies. And um, Nick Fury said, Samuel L. Jackson is the only person that could play me. That's funny, because he ended up dead. Uh, that, that was a really tongue-in-cheek moment, because it ended up actually becoming true. Um, but I don't, I don't really know if this was done, if this was done because of that, or they made Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury for, I don't know, um, because I really wasn't, you know, reading it at the time, so I'd really have to do research, but I think this was actually put out beforehand. All right, so, uh, the team is dubbed to Ultimates, which includes Tony Stark, aka Iron Man, which we've already saw, 
Um, then we get the introduction of Hank and Janet Pym, who um, is in this is a giant man in the wasp. Uh, though that he does have a helmet that he control ants like Ant Man um, before he becomes Giant Man. So technically, it seems like he was already Ant Man because she's already the Wasp. Um, and so then he we get to see him the origin story of him becoming a Giant Man. Uh, so anyway, they take up residence in the Triskelion, uh, the island laboratory run by Shield. Uh, Thor is offered a position in the Ultimates, but he declines unless the president agrees to triple the funds allocated to environmental issues in the budget. Uh, Iron Man, by the way, who we've seen introduced before in the Ultimate Marvel team-up book with Spider-Man, has changed his armor to where it's like a black and red, a little bit of red and some gold too, but it's like gray, black-ish, and like, like... and like the body and then the head is like the red and gold it's a combination uh it's it's very interesting um giant man and uh the wasp look what you would think they would look uh thor uh if you play the ultimate marvel the not the ultimate the marvel avengers game made by square enix that's kind of what thor looks like so he's got like you know like long blonde hair and then a goatee uh blonde goatee um, and so the, uh, yeah. Um, and then the, uh, outfit that he kind of, that he wears on one of the Thor movies where it's got the circles on it. That's kind of what he looks like in the ultimate Marvel universe. Um, let's see. Bruce Banner has made the new science director attempting to duplicate the super soldier serum. We've seen the Hulk in the ultimate Marvel team up where the whole deal with, uh, on what Staten Island or whatever, where the Hulk and Spider-Man were there, and Spider-Man like had to like stop the Hulk or whatever like that. Um, but then after that, he stopped being the Hulk and got rid of the Hulk. They got the Hulk out of his system, so that was definitely changed because now he was just Bruce Banner. He got the Hulk, and he became the Hulk by taking us. He was trying to replicate Super Soldier Serum, and he ended up taking a serum, and that's what made him into the Hulk. Um, but then they gave him the antidote. And so then he was no longer the Hulk. Um, so that's a little bit of a change. Um, so it wasn't Gamma related. Uh, let's see. Betty Ross, Bruce's ex-girlfriend, is appointed as the team's director of communications. Basically, their PR agent. Uh, Bruce attempts to rekindle their relationship, but is constantly spurned and belittled. Uh, so they were together, and Betty be- decided uh, after the Hulk situation that they should take a break uh, so that's why that is. Anyway, it says Bruce's ex-girlfriend, but um, they're technically together in a sense. They're just on a break. I don't know. Ask Ross and Rachel from Friends. I don't know. Uh, anyways, Bruce attempts to re. Uh, okay. Anyway, so they're go. They're trying to make this team right, and Bruce is trying to replicate the um, Super Soldier Serum. So what we see, um, so of course we get a Cap intro, right? So we get a uh, history of Cap, um, how he was, you know, World War II. But this was a little bit different. Um, Cap was, they were trying to take out the, whatever, the Nazis or whatever. Um, so what was weird, Bucky was way different. Um, he was apparently a photographer, uh, a war photographer. Um, so that was a little bit different. Um, and he was, so he wasn't like, you know, uh, Bucky, um, Captain America's psychic. They were just 
friends. They knew each other, you know, basically. Also, um, hold on a minute. Cap was engaged to a girl named Gail. Gail, like, Jones or something like this. Gail Jones, I think it's what it's, I think that's what's coming to my head. Uh, anyways. And so, he is on this plane or whatever the Cap is, and he, like, like, this one base is, like, in, it can't get through it, so he, like, wrecks the plane, and then anyway, it gets blows up and stuff, and he gets knocked into the ice and frozen, blah, blah, blah. That's pretty much the same thing on that. Um, so then the S.H.I.E.L.D. research team discovers Captain America frozen in the Arctic and attempts to gain a sample of the serum for his from his body, but then they accidentally revive him, and he's offered a place on the Ultimates. Uh, the Ultimates fail to gain major publicity, and the government considers withdrawing the defense budget because there's like six months of them being together, and just basically they've have this like house, basically like this big mansion type deal, and they haven't really done anything. There's like no super villains or anything. Like it's just no crime whatsoever. Apparently, like the just petty crime that Spider-Man's able to stop, you know, or because you know Spider-Man and all those. But basically, nothing that they need the Ultimates for. And so they're, the Ultimates are just chilling around and they're wasting all this money and stuff uh, funneling this program and trying to replicate the Captain America formula, their super soldier form. Um, so Bruce decides that in an attempt, well, apparently everybody's like mean to Bruce and because of the Hulk, the Hulk situation and also he's just like a nerd. And so like, uh, like he hears... A bunch, all of them whenever they're doing the whole who can play who actor wise um, and someone like says Steve Buscemi for Bruce anyway I don't know he gets really upset about it and so he decides that um, he wants to create um, he's going to take this um, serum that he's like and he wants to give the team their first major fight so that way that the team isn't cancelled and isn't uh, the government doesn't disband the team um, so he takes the Captain America super soldier serum that he has. Um, then the f this formula uses the formula that he used to turn himself into the Hulk, mixes it in together, and injects it into his bloodstream, and transfers himself into a larger, more powerful Hulk. This Hulk is gray, and the ult and the everything apparently ever past this, the Hulk from now on is just gray. So in the you know, in the Marvel Universe, Hulk started out as gray, and that was a coloring issue. Um, but then they and they ended up turning him green. Um, but then, you know, the gray Hulk got put into it, an actual thing and became like an actual character, and Joe fixed it. Anyway, you know the whole deal. Anyway, so in the Ultimate Marvel Universe, he started out as green, and then whenever they mixed up, he mixed a formula, because like I told you, it wasn't Gamma thing that made him the Hulk, it was a formula. Um, he used the blood of Captain America mixed in with the Hulk form, Hulk formula, mixed them together, and that's how he became the Gray Hulk. Anyway, so then the Hulk goes on this murderous rampage through Manhattan because he's searching for Betty because he was on the phone with Betty and she was on a date with Freddie Prince Jr. There is a lot of celebrity name drops in these first five issues, and I didn't write them all down, but there is tons, tons of them. So yeah, she's on a date with Freddie Prince Jr. And he's going to go look for it and like kill Freddie Prince Jr. basically to get away from Betty. Uh, so the Ultimates intercept him and a battle ensues. Uh, giant Man gets encap encapacitated. Encap encapacitated. That's right. Correct? 
uh, early in the fight. So the president doubles the inner in in that moment. The president just goes, "I'm doubling the international aid budget." And then Thor just arrives and just comes and just like goes knocks out the Hulk basically. So, uh and goes to go fight the Hulk. Uh, because the president was like, he was like just waiting. He's like watching, you know, like I could just imagine him from a TV cause he's like, like an Australia or some England or something and just sees his hand and the president's like, all right, you can have your double your budget. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll go show up and just beat on the Hulk. Some, of course the Hulk and them fights. The Hulk actually has to be subdued actually by the wasp. The wasp takes down the Hulk because the Hulk, uh, wasp goes, uh, shrinks down small enough to go inside his ear navigates the way to his brain and electrocutes his electrocutes his brainstem which reverts him back to his original self uh so then so that's how they win uh so that was really cool really cool moment the hulk not the hulk was taken down by the wasp so uh that was the basically the first five issues of the ultimates um and then next week i will probably have read some more ultimate spider-man and then some more of the ultimates and then i will talk about that so um let's move into the first impressions all right so i'm gonna get through these rather quickly because we're at 45 minutes in you know i don't like to keep you guys longer than an hour so the first thing i watched was on disney plus it was called parallels it's actually a french science fiction streaming television series about four teenage friends who are affected by a physics experiment which fractures space-time, sending their lives in divergent directions. Um, this was produced by Damien Films and Epertine Digital for the Walt Disney Company. Uh, the series premiered on Disney Plus on March 23rd, 2022 in France, the U.S., and other countries. Uh, like I said, uh, so this was like dubbed over because um, it was it was really a French show. Um it is six episodes. It uh, it's basically like a French str- Back to Future meets Stranger Things. Like the best way to describe that. Um, so, like I said, um, it's about four lifelong friends uh, preparing to start high school. Uh, Bilal, Ramon, and brother Sam and Victor. Um, they find their reality disrupted with a test of an experimental particle collider, which sends them into parallel worlds, hence why it's called Parallels. Um, so basically, the real world thinks like these two kids are missing, or, or two kids are, like three kids are missing, because there's only like one kid. Um, but they're not two kids are missing. Um, what is is two of the kids got transported to a alternate reality, um, then one of the kids stayed, and then one of the kid basically became an adult, like a mid thirties. Became like got aged up to mid thirties, and so they basically. I'm assuming I haven't watched all the episodes. I've only watched the first episode. Um, they're gonna have to find out what's going on and fix everything and figure out use clues and stuff. Um, but yeah, so that um, that that's what happened on that. Um, and let's see that show doesn't have a critic score doesn't have a tomato meter score on rotten tomatoes audience score gave it an 82 which if you know me i do scales of 10 um and i uh so and that would be a eight out of ten um right 
yeah, eight eighty two with rounding would be uh, eight point two, which would go down because I only like eights and eight point fives and ten, you know, point zeros or point fives. I don't want to get all these point twos and stuff. So we're gonna round down eighty two to or eight point two to eight. So audience score parallels uh, parallels on Disney Plus is an eight. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a solid seven. It was all right. Um, I don't know. The audio threw me off. The audio was like kind of messed. I don't know. It's like if the voices. It was like English. I felt like they did it in English, but then like the French people, and but then they wanted didn't want the people to have French accents. But then they had American people redub the lines, but then the dubbing is really bad because. It looks like they're saying the right words, but it just sounds weird because it's like overdubbed and like you can really tell it's dubbed. Like, I mean, it's like loud. The the dubbing is louder than it should. The audio that's on the screen, it's kind of weird. And that really kind of stuff throws me off. And I don't know. I'd have to look on there to see if they have like something in the original French language or something. But it was weird because the, the people's voices look like they're saying the words that are coming out on the screen. It just... It seems like the audio is just really highly dubbed over, um, and they didn't do any type of editing to the audio, and the microphones don't match up to what is... I don't know. It's weird. You'd have to watch it, um, so I'm going to go with that. So it kind of took me out of it, so it was hard for me to enjoy the show, but I know that it seemed like a really good premise, so I'm going to go with the 7. I'm going to try to re-watch it, the first episode, and try to find the normal language, see if I can change that. Um, or see what's going on with that. Um, I don't know because I feel like I should liked it more than that, and I feel I'm really being generous because I want to give it lower than a seven, but I don't. Um, I'm not going to because I, I think it's just my the way that I feel about the audio, and I think so. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Um, definitely still recommend it though. If you like Back to the Future, Stranger Things, something like that. Check out Parallels on Disney+. Plus. I'm not going to say anything bad about it because, I, as I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give this a second viewing. Um, maybe I'll come back on it. I'm not going to be watching it right away, um, but maybe I'll come back on it another time. All right, so i got a couple more first impressions here. And these first impressions is this is the this episode was secretly the Kevin Smith episode um, because I finally decided that i was going to so i really like kevin smith i listen to fat man beyond every week uh his podcast i really like all his movies and i just realized that there was a time a few years that i didn't watch a lot of movies that came out um like between the years 2012 to say 2016 we'll go with that i didn't watch pretty much most major movies and or even people that made movies that were my favorite people, but I didn't watch their movies that came out. Anyway, it was, I had a lot going on then. Anyways, I didn't watch a lot of the movies um, during that time. So I missed out on some Kevin Smith movies, and um, and even now movies that come out, I miss out on a lot of movies. Uh, so I've been trying since been doing this podcast to watch more movies. Anyways, neither here nor there. I missed out on Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which actually came out in 2019. Um, it's a buddy comedy film written, directed, edited, and starring Kevin Smith. Um, it refers back to his 2001 comedy, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Did I say it was straight Jay and Silent Bob reboot? I hope it did. Um, it's basically, he described it as literally the same movie all over again. 
Um, it stars Jason Mewes, cameos from Brian O'Halloran, Jason Lee, Justin Long, Shannon Elizabeth, Rosario Dawson, Val Kilmer, Melissa Bonist, Bonist, Boynest, I never can say Supergirl's name, Craig Robinson, Tommy Chung, Chris Hemsworth, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck all play cameos in the movie. Um, let's see. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob lose a court case to Saban Films, who are making a new Bluntman and Chronic film, Bluntman versus Chronic. They unknowingly give up, gave them, gave up their naming rights, so they can no longer call themselves Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, so they visit Brody uh, Bruce, who tells them about the Bluntman and Chronic reboot movie that's being directed by Kevin Smith. Yep. Yep, the Bluntman and Chronic book movie in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie is being made by Kevin Smith, while the whole movie being made by Kevin Smith in real life. Kevin Smith is also a character in the movie. Uh, largely completed, but a major scene is to be shot. Anyways, uh, largely completed, but a major scene to be shot, and shot at the annual fan convention Chronic Con in Hollywood. Uh, they have three days to get to Los Angeles to stop the film completion and win back their identities. Sounds really familiar, um, except for the identities part. Uh, departing for California, they first arrive in Chicago, where Jay, see, Jay sees his ex-Justice, who's played by Shannon Elizabeth in the original movie. Uh, she's a local weather person, um, and while they, they go visit her at her house, and Jay left her heartbroken by never visiting her when she was in jail. Uh, she has since married... Reggie, who's actually a woman, Rosario Dawson, and given birth to apparently Jay, uh, Jay's love child, Jay and Justice have a child named Millennium Falcon, or Millie for short, who's played by Harley Quinn Smith, who is Kevin Smith's real-life daughter. Um, so they introduce Jay, and she introduces Jay to their daughter and her best friend, Sopapilla, um, but urges him to never tell her who he is. Uh, so basically, then they go on and go on this road trip and stuff happens, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. If you've seen uh, Jay and Silent Bob uh, Strike Back, then you've seen Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Uh, there's a, there's differences. And so basically, Jay has to learn how to be a good dad to Millie without ever telling her that he's his dad. But eventually, at the end, she does. Um then, you know, they basically have to, you know, stop the movie from getting home, blah, 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 this, to basically, and then there's, you know, obviously things happen at the end of the movie that doesn't, wasn't going to happen, and stuff happens, and then at the end of the movie, um, you get Jay uh, showing Millie the quick stop, and telling her story of his and Bob, Silent Bob's adventures, including meeting Justice, uh, then we see Dante uh, Hicks arrive to open the quick stop, and bemoans the fact that the steel shutters are once again jammed closed, um, because then we find out that uh, uh, that Mil Jay tells Millie that for the past 25 years, him and Bob have been pranking Dante by jam Dante by jamming gum in the locks. Um, so, anyways, that's Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, great fun if you love Kevin Smith movies. If you don't love Kevin Smith movies, you probably won't like it because the tomato meter gave this movie a 67 so that's a 6.5 on a scale of 10 and then the uh fans gave it a 93 which would be a 9.5 on my scale and i'm gonna give it a 9 i'm gonna give it a 9 i don't want to give it a 9.5 that's the highest score that i'll give something i'm never gonna give something 10 because that's perfection um but yeah i really enjoyed it i you know and really thought it was good fun um 
and I, I I thought it was great. So it was good, very nostalgic uh, type deal. But also, I, I mean, I love those type of movies, and I really had a good time, laughed a lot, and really enjoyed it. That was a great story, and so I mean, I thought it was better than Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, and I think that was mainly because of uh, Harley Quinn in it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to give that a 9 out of 10. Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which would uh, may be the best thing that I'm going to recommend out of First Impressions this week. But we'll see. Um, because I kept the Kevin Smith party going with Tusk, which is a 2014 American comedy horror film written and directed by Kevin Smith based on a story from his Smodcast podcast. Uh, the film stars Michael Parks, Justin Long, Haley Joel Osment, and Genesis Rodriguez. It's the first in Smith's planned True North trilogy, which was followed by Yoga Hosers in 2016. Uh, this film deals with an arrogant podcaster uh, who's uh, played by Justin Long, who travels to Canada for an interview and in the process makes an eccentric retired sailor who with dark plans related to his obsession with a walrus named Mr. Tusk. Um, yeah, so apparently, <laughs> I, I really don't want to talk too much about the movie because I feel like this is a movie that you should see yourself. Um, because it, uh, and it has to do with a walrus, of course. Uh, that's why it's called Tusk. But... Um, I really think that you should just watch the movie if you haven't already, so I'm trying not to talk too much about it. Um, but uh, it, it, it's a really funny movie in a, in a sense, and um, <laughs> I just didn't expect this type of movie. Um, but basically, uh, this person, um, it's... Okay, well, I'll tell you what. So they talked about this. Uh, it said, you know, what I said was based off a story off a smodcast um, where uh, Kevin Smith um, and the guy does the uh, podcast with found out about the story about this guy who placed this ad um, as a joke. He placed the ad in the classifieds about us needing a roommate and um, that if you, uh, that the rent would, the rent was really cheap. Um, but the only way they could do that is if once a month you dressed up in a walrus costume, um, and the dude did it as a joke, but then, like, before, he, he ended up getting, like, 400 people, like, reach out to him or some junk like this, uh, so, like, it was, like, a crazy number, but anyways, this, it was a joke, but anyway, it turned out to be this big viral thing. Kevin Smith heard about it. They did a voice, or they did, talked about it, talked about the story, and then they started talking about what would happen if this ended up being a horror type situation um, with the whole walrus thing. And they ended up going on this tangent about the walrus thing and person obsessed with walruses and wanting to get a roommate or something. Anyway, so I don't, that's really all I want to say about it, to be honest with you, because I don't want to say too much else about it, because this is really. It's really great to go in as a first impression on this movie, I think. Um, now, Tusk, as far as... One uh, thing I'm looking for, the... Um, man, sorry. Uh, Rotten Tomato score um, is that... The thing about that is... Um, it gave it a 46, which is a 4.5 on my score. That's the tomato meter. And the audience score is a... 36 
So this time the critics had a better score. 36 would be a 3.5. I don't think it was that bad. I mean, I want to give it a, I'm going to give it a six and a half, six and a half. I mean, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really well acted. It was very interesting. It was a quirky movie. Um, It's really great if you don't know anything about it, though. I think if I knew about it or saw a trailer beforehand, I probably wouldn't watch it, (laughs) or or I imagine. But just not knowing anything about it, I just wasn't expecting what I saw. So, uh, yeah. But check it out, Tusk, six and a half. But the, definitely the best, the highlight of these three things for me, first impressions, was the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So check that out. You can watch. Uh, so anyway, Parallels is on Disney+. Plus. I watched the Jay and Silent re- reboot on Amazon Prime. And uh, Tusk, I had to watch on Showtime. And so luckily I have a student account on Spotify. So uh, Spotify Premium. So I, got, I have Showtime for free. So luckily I didn't have to pay for it. Um, you, so you, if you watch Tusk, you'll probably have to rent it if you don't have Showtime. All right, guys. Well, that is all that I have for you this week. Um, but as always, you know that I love comics. Comics are my thing. Um, comic writer myself. And every week, uh, every week I try to recommend a comic, or I try to recommend some comics. So you can go to your local comic book shop, wherever that may be, um, and pick up some comics. Read them digital if you want. Um, but yeah, so I try to recommend a Marvel, a DC, and an independent comic book every week. And for ne- this is Friday. Next comic books come out on Wednesday. Next Wednesday, guys, uh, there's really nothing DC that really jumps out at me next week um, that I really wanted to recommend. Um, there, I mean, there's a couple things. That I'm, of course, I'm reading Nightwing and stuff like that. Um, but there's not a lot of comics next week at all, or this next week um, that I'm gonna really gonna pick up. Um, so it was kind of hard for me to pick. So I'm going to recommend, since we didn't, uh, the last episode, and um, I didn't recommend comics for this week that just came out. So this week, come what came out from DC, uh, that's where my recommendation for DC is going to come. So you can actually get this at your local comic book shop now. Um, you can get the Sandman Universe Nightmare Country, number one. I've started reading the Sandman books, and so I got the Sandman Universe Nightmare Country, number one, uh, written by James Tynan IV. Sometimes nightmares walk the earth. Every night when you sleep, the Lord of Dreams chooses the path you'll follow. Into a Sylvian, a Sylvan Asylum, Eslium, Elysium, or down the hallways of your darkest fears. And sometimes, if it is dreams will, those nightmares escape those halls and go out into the world. But it's not a choice he makes lightly. Today, the Corinthian walks to earth again. The most feared of all dreams, nightmares. His ravenous mouths have made him a legend among serial killers. Letting the Corinthian out among mortals is the most dangerous thing dream could do, possibly do. But he has no choice, because there is another nightmare walking to earth, one that must be hunted. And this monster is one that dream, Lord of Nightmares, did not make. Uh, so the Corinthian uh, has m- uh, m- mouths as his eyes. Um, so it's kind of creepy, uh, but I, I really enjoyed the Sandman that I've been reading. And so I gave that a, 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 a look-see and I really thought it was uh, really good. So, um, check that out. Um, let's see, let's go to independent books, shall we? For independent books this week, I'm recommending from Image Comics, The Secret History of War on Weed, number one. Uh, this is written by Brian Posen the comedian, Jerry Duggan, and Scott Koblish. Uh, they reform Voltron, metaphorically only, 
uh, from their days on Deadpool, who's also not appearing in this story, to tell a true story and lost chapter from our nation's sad and failed war on drugs. The year is 1985. The First Lady decides to crush Northern California cannabis farmers and deploys the biggest tool in the armed forces, Scott McTierian. Collectible first of many hilarious appearances. If it weeds, we can kill it. Scotch, Scotch McTiernan, not Scott, Scotch. Scotch puts his boots on the ground in Humboldt and does what he does best. But what happens when he gets high for the first time? This one shot has it all. Laughs, tears, heart, action, plus an activity page. A portion of the proceeds from this comic will be donated to organizations dedicated to helping casualties America's immoral drug war. I, d- I don't know what this book... I, I don't know what to expect from this book, but um, I just felt like I just wanted to recommend it. And I was like, this this seems like something that could be funny. I don't know what you're trying to go with, uh, but let's go with that. Uh, but my, my top pick for this week has to be from Marvel, and that is Hulk number six. It's uh, number part six of the Smashtronaut uh, arc, arc, arc. Uh, this first arc of Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley's mind-blowing Hulk saga will reach its epic climax as Bruce Banner's control over Starship Hulk slips and something much, much worse takes the wheel. The new threat that emerges promises to smash the Hulk mythos to its core and will fuel Bruce Banner's rage for the foreseeable future. This is going to be the introduction of a new Hulk um, called Titan. And I am really excited. It's like a Nightmare Hulk, basically. And I'm really excited to see what Titan looks like and, you know, that story. And that's going to be fun. Really exciting. That, But that is definitely my top recommendation for this week on a week that's coming up with a lack of releases. Release, releases. Releases. Um, uh, uh, please, please don't, don't cancel me. Uh, but it's been a fun time, and uh, we will see you next week on another exciting episode, episode 28, which, of course, if you're a fan, you know that every seven episodes, Kyle is on the show. That means Kyle's going to be there, but on the show, and, you know, me and Kyle like to talk a lot, so that's why I was trying to get all this news out of the way. I was trying to wait till the last moment um, because they didn't have a cryptozoomology this week, and I was like, we're going to put this episode out on Friday and use as much as news as I can because um, – we got a couple of things. We're going to be reviewing the Choose or Die movie from Netflix next uh, next week, uh, which just came out today on Netflix. So we're going to be watching that, talking about that. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, our first impressions. There are going to be some other things that are horror-related because, you know, we like to talk horror when Kyle's here. And I was hoping that I could. Uh, but we're also going to have another special guest. I'm going to have two special guests as Nathan will be joining the show as well uh, from Misfortune and Common Sense. And so Nathan will be on the show along with Kyle. So there'll be three of us. So I was like, uh, probably should try to get as much as news out as possible. So we have less to talk about. Uh, me and Nathan will be talking to uh, Nathan mostly because he's already c- completed. We'll be talking Horizon Forbidden West. Um, we're going to try not to put in as much any spoilers on the show. So if you haven't played that game yet, um, which you should, um, uh, check that out. And we're going to be talking about that. And who else knows what we'll be talking about? But it's going to be a fun time. Hopefully you tune in to us next week. Um, several new things coming next week. Uh, so we will see you then. And uh, I'm going to leave it now to my buddy, Friday Lane.
the thong While she chillin' at the beach Don't know what a day of means That be on bitch to the team Impossible it may seem I'ma shoot this our king Positive thoughts I shall bring Limbo on my shoulder So I can feel Wanna shine so bright Freddie Mercury It's my time. It's my destiny. Right, don't stop. No, it don't. No, it don't stop. No, I don't wanna wait till it's too late. Everybody, right, don't stop. No, it don't. No, it don't stop. No, I don't wanna wait my time. Everybody, right, don't stop. No.